When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Let's now go live to the UK, catch up with football correspondent. He's a big Tottenham Hotspur fan. He is a season ticket holder. His name is Guy McRae. Morning to you, Guy. Welcome. Good morning, Watto. You're going to be kind to me this morning. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's interesting. I was saying because I'm, we exchanged a little bit via social media and I just sort of sensed you just had a feeling that your side was going to lose to Liverpool where I was sitting there going, yeah, I just can't see Liverpool beating Spurs. I mean, there's just not enough from this Liverpool team to suggest that they were good enough, particularly away from Anfield. But you were right. Am I correct in saying that, that you had a bit of a bad feeling on this one? I think you're uh, you're absolutely so with that. I mean, it, it's funny, isn't it? All football fans get pessimistic about their teams to a degree. You are no different in that sense. But I see something beginning with Liverpool here in an attacking sense. And we saw that. I mean, principally the king of Egypt, Mo Salah, uh, back to it. Uh, just deadly in front of goal with, you know, comparatively few chances. On the other side of things, as you're suggesting, I watch Spurs every week. Uh Yesterday was the sixth time in a row they've conceded the first goal. I know Liverpool have had issues with that as well, but this is a real thorn in the side of Tottenham Hotspur at the moment that they just, Antonio Conte can't, the players can't find a solution to. It's the 13th time in 20 games this season that you fall behind. And yep, Spurs on the other side of it have shown real resilience in the second half of matches. They were, they were very good, much improved, pressed a lot higher up the pitch against uh, Liverpool yesterday and were better in that second half. But the truth is, Watto, that you can't give teams... The English Premier League is, in many ways, the most competitive league in, football league in the world. And you can't give teams with the quality of player, for all Liverpool have had their problems, you can't give that sort of team with that sort of quality in their lineup a head start like that, a 2-0 start in that sense, and expect to keep turning it around in the second half of matches, as Spurs have been doing. Uh, you can't expect to do that and always turn it around, and that is, as I say, a big problem for Spurs at the moment. If you could sit down with Antonio Conte one-on-one and share your thoughts about the first half of Spurs games, what would you change? What message would you like to get through to him? Start quicker. <laughs> as simple as that. Um, it's it's amazing. You've got an amazing stadium there. I'm there every every other week. Uh, everything's set up for success, and the players come out for whatever reason, whether it's home or away. But I mean, at home, obviously, it's more galling. Uh, they just don't perform in the first half. It's almost like the handbrakes on. You know, if you think about it in a driving uh, analogy here, and then they drop the handbrake when they have to. Jurgen Klopp talked about that yesterday. Spurs had to go for it, had to attack. It's almost like this team 
has to fall behind to start playing properly. And, you know, what are you and I have talked about this. There's a lot of respect for Tottenham Hotspur in that squad in the rest of the Premier League and the quality that it's got. And we saw that in the second half. Um, I think from Spurs' point of view, I think having Dejan Kulisewski back for 25 to 30 minutes uh, yesterday and, well, we've only got a couple of games before the World Cup break, of course, but having him back is huge. You could see that Liverpool couldn't really handle him in a way that Spurs couldn't really handle Darwin Nunes in, in the first half, particularly of that match. Um, but it, it's absolutely mystifying why the team, with all that support, everything set up seems to be so flat in starting matches. It was the same in the Champions League uh, against Marseille in the first half there before they memorably turned it round and, and qualified for the round of 16. It's been the same in so many matches. And <laughs> what I... Conte's talked about it, that he's not sending the team out there to start slowly. Who do you pin the blame on? Is it the quality of player at the back? It's a difficult one to pin down, to be honest. How important is Kulisiski to your side? Huge, huge. Uh, Spurs have missed him every, I think, every single match. Uh, The intensity brings his quality, uh, close ball control. Um, just his nous, his brains, uh, really on the ball uh, that the Swedes got, the ginger Swede, as we call him, um, in, in the in, in the Spurs support. So, so it's big. It, it's unfortunate that it's only a couple of games, as we say, before the World Cup break. Uh, but it was good to have him back. Uh, you could see, for instance, Harry Kane, uh, who he set up for the for the Spurs goal. Uh, Kulisewski, you could see that Kane immediately responded to that, the quality uh, that the Swede brings. It's big, it's just disappointing in the context of things, in trying to chase Arsenal as the rest of the league are doing, uh, Man City included, that Spurs have had to miss someone of that quality for so long. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it hurt losing clearly to Liverpool has been a Spurs fan but it probably would have hurt just as much that the Plastics were beaten at home so Chelsea getting beaten by Arsenal one goal to nil you would have had your fingers crossed you would have been a Chelsea fan I would imagine in the lead up to the Spurs Liverpool game uh, Yeah but to be honest Watto for some whatever reason it is when Chelsea turn up to play Arsenal they don't have the same intensity as when they play Spurs uh, you know they haven't beaten them at Stamford Bridge Chelsea haven't been in Arsenal now in five seasons uh, in the Premier League. Uh, we all know the problems that, that Chelsea give Spurs in, in Premier League meetings. It's, it, that's a bizarre one for me, how they just don't turn up. There's a bit, to be fair, a bit of extra narrative to that. Graham Potter's early on in his time at Chelsea, uh, still struggling for the best formation, really, and that's affecting someone, like, for instance, like Raheem Sterling, who's trying to build some form going into the World Cup for England. So, um, they were kind of right there in a sense. And, and to be fair, Arsenal have got momentum. We can all see that. They, they, they deserve that victory uh, overall at Stamford Bridge. And that's coming from a Spurs fan uh, watching that. Um, they're, they're a team, actually, funnily enough. You talk about Spurs and a few other teams maybe want the World Cup break at the moment. Arsenal don't want it. Uh, you know, where they're at at the moment. They, they want to keep playing uh, right now. Whatever the, you know, the competition, the format, uh, they come out with their attacking brand of football. They're being fortunate at the moment because they're not getting many injuries. Uh, their first 11 is, is bang high in confidence at the moment. Uh, as I say, they're not getting those key injuries, say, to the likes, you know, consistently of a Thomas Party. Um, William Saliba at the back has been a revelation for them uh, coming in this season has been their best defender Martin Odegaard captain excellent for them as well Gabriel Jesus as well didn't score you know, wasn't that clinical against uh, Chelsea but Mikel Arteta has talked about that about what he brings to the team uh, that they haven't had in terms of his work off the ball uh, his general team play as well so they're in a moment as Graham Potter said himself, Watto. I mean, as I say, they don't want the World Cup break to come, but they're they're in a good place right now. You know, it's not if you would, you know, 
for instance, you would assess it and say, OK, Manchester City is still most people's favourites over the course of the season, although we have no idea coming off the back of the World Cup break what's going to happen uh, to all these teams. We've never been in this situation before uh, for all the teams in the English Premier League. Um, but the, the, the fact is, Arsenal, what's the goal primarily for the season? It's to return to the Champions League, what they should have done. You know, they, they, they spectacularly capitulated last season to hand it to Spurs that place, that fourth place, and the spot in the Champions League. They're in a very good place to do that right now with the start they've made. And ally that to the difficulties of Chelsea and Liverpool. Man United losing yesterday as well, just to halt their momentum a bit. You know, Arsenal with the points on the board are in a very, very good spot for that right now, the Champions League. Uh, at the very least, I'd say. Uh, yeah, I mean, people have, and I still believe Manchester City will win this, and people have been looking at Arsenal, been looking at Spurs, but Newcastle have just been slowly mm. building some momentum in the background. Yeah. You look at this team, Trippier, Botman, Byrne, uh, Willock, um, Murphy, Wilson. I mean, it, it's not a bad side. You've got Longstaff as well. Chris Wood, the New Zealander, scoring the second goal in that victory over Southampton. Are they mm. genuine contenders? Can they do what perhaps Leicester City did, you know, back in 2016? Why not? I know you think highly of them. Uh, what are you've outlined there? Um, Eddie Howe, someone who I've wanted at Spurs uh, for a number of years, back to when he was at Bournemouth. Um, what they've done, uh, what they've done in Newcastle is they haven't, yeah, they've gone and spent money, uh, but they haven't done what everyone would have expected them to do and go and you know, buy the, the Galacticos, if you like, the star names. What they've done is they've brought in proven Premier League players along with someone like a player who I think is, instantly one of the top five midfielders in the English Premier League at the moment, uh, Bruno Guimaraes, uh, who they brought in as well. Uh, they've signed him. And you've got Eddie Howe knitting it all together. You've got the experience of someone like Kieran Trippier, who's having an, an amazing season so far. And on top of it, as you suggest, they're in the top four now, just gone ahead of Spurs into third. And we all know what they can do now in January. They can add two or three players uh, and they, who knows, they could get themselves in the shake-up, uh, you know, overall, because they've got that manager, they've got a very well-drilled style. If they can keep Callum Wilson fit, for example, as you say, Chris Wood's coming in, uh, contributing goals. Chris Wood's been in an unfortunate position because Wilson's been doing so well, uh, and we've had Miguel Almiron as well, who just can't stop scoring uh, for the Magpies at the moment. Um, so they've got options there. Uh, and as I say, on top of it, a clear style of play that they've got, a manager who the players are all believing in, plus the ability to add players uh, in January. They can spend money for fun if they want to. But it's very smart, isn't it? The whole uh, approach from Newcastle United. And I think that's the thing that's surprising people because they just expected them to go and splash the cash and uh, maybe deliver some big results, but not have the consistency overall. Mm -hmm. But that's what they're getting together now. And they are formidable. You know, if not to win the league overall, they are another team who are putting themselves in a good spot for top four. And I've got to be honest, Watto, that's earlier than I expected. Every, if, if that happens, everyone's expecting them to be top four to contend for the Premier League in the next few years. Mm -hmm. But if they were to get top four this season, I mean, that is a huge outcome if they could go on and do that. Yeah, it's a hell of an environment. St. James's Park, too. What a place to go and travel to. What a mm. wonderful ground to have as your home ground. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've, they've, always, they've always had that as well. And, and, you know, the fans, obviously, there's a lot of talk around the nature of it, the takeover, uh, the misgivings that some of the Newcastle United support have, uh, you know, not least around that. But... There's a sense that there's a moving on uh, from that as well. And hey, any football support, not least a football support like Newcastle United that have been starved of success for so many years, 
Uh, you know, they're going to buy into this. They're going to buy into what Eddie Howe's doing. They're going to buy into the brand of football uh, that they're bringing with the quality of players. They've got the attractiveness, the easiness on the eye, allied to a bit of steel as well uh, in the back line that you talked about already there. Uh, no, it, it's all set up for Newcastle United. It's, uh, you know, the phrase is, isn't it? It's a sleeping giant in a sense. I mean, they don't have the, the track record historically of winning loads of trophies, but, you know, they are a big club up there, as you're suggesting, of a massive fan base, massive fan support, and now seem to have the other elements in the, in the toolkit to go on and perhaps do something this season and beyond. 18 minutes away from 11, you're listening to SENZ. Guy McRae, football correspondent out of the UK, my guest on the programme. Just some texts that have come in, Guy, that I'll just get you to address. Um, mm. Song Hung sure. Min, uh, is he going to be available for South Korea at the World Cup? Where is he with his injury? Uh, well, he's had surgery, Watto. Um, you know, you talk about yesterday with Liverpool. Song Hyung Min's given Liverpool huge issues in the past with his, uh, with his pace um, on should, the transition. We, we should have signed him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, well, Klopp's been trying to, hasn't he, at the end of matches, you know, putting his arm around him and whatever, but we won't talk too much about that at the moment. Uh, no, uh, Sonny, uh, well, obviously he's out of our next uh, couple of games. Uh, it's touch and go uh, with, with the surgery. They're kind of keeping that under wraps at the moment, seeing how he recovers from that. It's clearly a huge blow for him if you think of, uh, you know, a, a player that represents his nation, uh, how influential he was in getting South Korea to the to the FIFA World Cup. I mean, that would be huge. We, we talk about a lot of players who are missing uh, the World Cup due to injury, the likes of Paul Pogba, for instance, uh, for France, who was, was so big four years ago for them in Russia. Uh, but for Son Heung-min, I think round football, that would be a massive disappointment because they know how much, how important he is, how much it means to him, how, how much he represents his country, how important he's been in getting South Korea there. So fingers crossed. I mean, it's, it's touch and go uh, at the moment, 50-50 on that, but he's definitely out the next couple of games. Hopefully he can return. Uh, and then, of course, uh, from a Spurs point of view, you can return at the end of the year after that and, and inspire Spurs on to greater things, perhaps. Gareth Southgate expected to name his England team on Thursday. The cutoff day officially by FIFA is November the 13th, which is a Sunday. Who are likely to be some of the surprise picks and who are likely to be some of the surprise omissions? What's your gut feeling? What are you hearing? Mm, um, well, what I, we talked about it on the programme before. I mean, James Madison's the big talk at the moment uh, because, uh, I mean, myself included, I don't understand the Leicester City midfield or why there wouldn't be a spot in the England squad for him. Everyone knows that England have been struggling um, in recent times to create, even with the forward players that they've got behind that, maybe lacking a bit of creative touch. James Madison, for me, someone that I've wanted at Tottenham Hotspur for years um, as well for, for Spurs to sign him. I think this is made for him to come in, not necessarily to start start matches. We all know how Gareth Southgate performs. And to an extent, Wado, you can't argue with Southgate on that when you get into major tournaments with the last couple of tournaments in England. He gets the results. Uh, but I think there is. It's crying out for England to have a creative option uh, in the middle of the park. Um, so Madison, is he finally going to get picked? Southgate's been kind of quite stubborn on that. Uh, but the, the clamour for him now, and crucially, look at what he's doing. Look at what he did at Everton again on the weekend, the two assists. He ran the show uh, overall. So I'd like to think there's a spot for him. But the big thing, what over the rest of the team, is that question of loyalty. Southgate is very loyal uh, to players. And I'm uh, thinking here, I mentioned him earlier, of Raheem Sterling. Raheem Sterling has got you know, very, very little form going into the tournament. You think about the forward players that, that England have got, the options that they've got there. Someone, for instance, like uh, 
a Callum Wilson or Ivan Tony at Brentford, these sorts of players that want to force their way into the squad, attacking players, you know, strikers, forwards, um, if you like. He's a bit under threat, but then you look at him, how well he's performed at major tournaments in the past. Southgate trusts him, not least at Euros, where he got those three goals, two of them are winning goals. Uh, overall, so it's going to be fascinating to see does Southgate stick with him? Does Southgate stick with Harry Maguire, uh, who's been a rock for him at the back? Uh, but Maguire is still really, really short of form overall when he's played for Manchester United. Um, you look at Eric Dyer. Eric Dyer's come back in from a Spurs point of view just into the squad just now, but a howler yesterday to give Mo Salah uh, his second goal for Liverpool there. So. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see the Southgate really stick stubbornly, loyally to players who he's trusted and who he's brought into the team, or does he give it a bit of freshness at the Any- 11th hour with it coming into the tournament? I'm really not sure on that. Anybody talking Harvey Elliott? Maybe a little early. Um, I was impressed with him again yesterday. Uh, it was interesting. What you'd have a you'd have a view on this as well. I was looking at with Spurs fans at the Liverpool starting lineup, and I said I think that's their strongest eleven mm. now that started yesterday. And Harvey Elliott was in it. You know, there's no Jordan Henderson there, no James Milner, obviously as well. Um, Harvey Elliott's made great strides overall. He's going to be a big part of things. Um, you look at where he plays, where he plays for England in the team. Though, is there a slot for him to? to come in. Calvin Phillips has just come back as an eater into training as well. He's been part of Southgate's team. You've got this as well, haven't you? You've got players who maybe not are on 100% at the moment. How much does Southgate think about how much England have been burned in the past at major tournaments, trusting a player that they'll be fit for the tournament and doesn't quite work out? Elliot's bang in form. Would you go with that, with that, that youthful exuberance that he's got, that he's demonstrated even in in Liverpool's difficulties this season, he's probably been the best player, isn't he? Or, the, or, the, or at least the bright spot, Watto, in, mm. in Liverpool this season. Um, does Southgate? Southgate doesn't really have much of a, a you know, history of doing that, of really going for a, a bit of a, an out there suggestion uh, of a player, bring a player through. Does he do that now? Um, who knows? Uh, but yeah, as you say, not long to go. Still games as well to come. That's going to be an interesting thing with all the English Premier League teams. Uh, we've got the League Cup, uh, the Carabao Cup coming up this week, and then the final round of, of Premier League fixtures before the World Cup. Um, do players back off a little bit? You know, worried about getting injured now before uh, the start of the World Cup as well. But can you back off in the English Premier League? Does the league really allow you to do that with how um, how tribal, how intense, how competitive it is? There's so much going on here. It, it, it's a fascinating season uh, overall, and it's going to continue that way, uh, I think, going into the World Cup break. Yeah, no, brilliantly summed up. Hey, look, just quickly, I've got a minute. This uh, text come in tongue-in-cheek, but they just wants to know how much you hate Arsenal out of 10. Oh, it's pretty much up there, isn't it? Well, well, I mean, it, it's... <laughs> between, between nine and, and particularly at the moment without their playing, and, between um, nine and twelve out of ten. Oh, twelve! Twelve's not even doing it. I, higher, please, higher. <laughs> yeah, I think we might leave it there, guy. Hey, look, lovely to have you on the program, and um, look, you're very blessed to live over there and be up and personal and so close to what is really just the world's best competition in all of sport. No worries at all. Speak to you next time, Otto. Take care. Thank you. Guy McRae out of the UK.